Welcome back to Blind Guy Talks Tech, your daily accessible tech podcast. Add your voice to the discussion. Email hello at blindguytalkstech.com or call and leave us a voicemail on 0204-571-3354. Hi guys, welcome to another Blind Guy Talks Tech. I am that blind guy, Stephen Scott, and I am pushing my voice for you today, so you better be grateful for this. Uh, Listen, we've got a special guest with us today. It is uh, a returning champion to the show, David Woodbridge, all the way from Australia. Ah, all right, Sheila. Oh, dear. <laughs> I don't oh, know if I even use done. that word anymore now, you know. <laughs> well, some, surely someone there is called Sheila, right? Well, there's probably somebody named Sheila that's probably 95 <laughs> years old or something. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> <laughs> all these names are coming back. It's like I had someone say the other day, oh, you know, names like Stephen are disappearing at an alarming rate. Probably David as well is disappearing at an alarming rate. But, you know, instead all the kids are being called Alfie and Betty. And it's like, what's going on? <laughs> it's all just gone the wrong way around. Exactly. I'm getting old. I'm feeling old, David. I'm that's feeling it. old. Um, listen, before we start getting into the how old do you feel conversation, mm. Um, because let's be honest, we could probably do that all day. Um, yep. I, I, uh, and I think you and I could be pretty good at this. We'd be like the t- those two Muppets that sat on the stage yeah, in, uh, what was it, Statler <laughs> and whatever they were, um, <laughs> shouting over the balcony. That's it. Uh, there's a bit of that going to go on today because we're talking Android. Uh, I feel a thunderclap upon me when I say that name. <laughs> um, but I, uh. Uh, yeah. Well, whenever I talk Android, everyone always says the same thing. They're like, okay, so how long will this conversation go before everybody decides Apple is best? Um, <laughs> but look, we're not going to do that today. All right. No. We're not playing the Apple versus nope. Android game. That's an old game, and I'm not interested in it because, look, you decided with your own money to go and buy yourself a Samsung Z Flip 3 and a Samsung Galaxy Watch 4. Mm. And I am really interested to know, properly and genuinely interested to know how these are because. Especially the watch, if I'm honest, because this is a product which not a lot of blind people will talk about because ultimately somebody has to go out and spend the money mm. and spend the time and effort getting to know this product well. And I know you'll do that and I know you'll give it a fair shot. So um, I'm really glad you came on to talk about this. So let's start with the phone because mm. I've got to say, this is a sexy little phone. It is. I love it. This is yeah. a fold. This is the one that's the, well, no, it's not the fold, it's the flip. The flip. The flip, that's it. The flip. But it folds. So it's the flip, flip small version <laughs> of the fold. Flipping, the flipping fold. Um, but it's, this is the one that folds downwards, right? So it's like yes. the old uh, clamshell type, rather than the Correct. fold which folds outwards like a, like a book. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so, so talk us through this device then. All right. So, yep. So as you said, when it's sort of in portrait mode, so it's in long ways, um, the fold is in the middle so you've got this little dent because everybody was talking about you know it's got a crease in the middle and yes it does and yes you can notice it but particularly me as a blind person who cares anyway um (laughs) and then uh, and then on the so that so basically it's uh, i don't know i reckon it's longer than a than a uh an iphone 13 pro so it's quite tall i'd say it's almost like feels like to me like about 6.5 or 6.7 inch screen in portrait mode um, and then on the right hand side you've got your volume up and volume down button you've got a power button which also acts as your Bixby button and that's on that button is also a fingerprint sensor and then down the bottom you've got your good old USB-C port uh, on the back you've got uh, two dual lens camera so like two round lenses that stick out 
on the front of the front of the top you've got an, another um camera right at the top and of course you've got the speakers at the top and the bottom so the speakers at the top is more is your normal sort of stereo type speaker and then down the bottom you've got another speaker which um you know you can basically have both phone and you know whatever media you're playing and then when, and then so that's the boring bit so that's just a boring old here's a square portrait long phone it's like yeah boring i've had one of those for a long time Mm. But the magic is, is when you flip it together, when you fold it up like a, a clamshell phone, because what happens is when you fold it down, where I said the, the camera was at the back of the top, when that folds down right next to that on the left-hand side of those lenses is your external screen called the cover screen. And that cover screen, which also works with talkback, because that screen doesn't come active until you flip the, the actual phone closed. And that little screen gives you things like time, date, battery level, all your notifications. And then of course you can add, I think it's between 10 and 12 widgets. So you can have weather, media, um, alarm, daily health, step count, um, the voice record button, which I think is very nice. You can hit voice record and actually record a note with the phone closed um, wow. and a few other ones as well. So. So hang on, so is that all changeable on the screen yes, or is it that you have to define? No, it's all right, so you don't define like one thing on the screen that you're stuck with it. You can actually change yep. the, the widgets yep. as you yep. go. So you go into set, you go into phone settings, go to widgets, and then you choose between these 15 or so items about what widgets you want. And then, of course, you can also um, adjust them the way you want. So, you know, do you want weather before alarm or do you want alarm before media and that sort of stuff? Um, and when I say media, by the way, I mean media as in whatever audio is playing, including Audible, which is what I love to use all the time, that becomes your media control when the phone's closed. Oh, if cool. I had radio app running, that the media one would then equal that radio program running. Um, so, and, and that's that's all interactive, so you can use it. It's just mm. like a screen, really, on the yeah. front. Yeah, it's basically a 1.9-inch diagonal screen. Right, okay. And... So, how do you move between the apps? Is it just two finger swipes or uh, on the front, on the widgets? I should say. Yeah, on, yeah, yes. Get it right. Sounds a bloody hours crap, mate. Um, so... <laughs> Listen, just because you've had a long day, right? Oh, I know. That's it. <laughs> um, uh, so to, to scroll between widgets, it's and I've doing this so automatically now that I've actually lost lost the commands. I'm pretty sure it's a two finger swipe to the right. And then every time you do that, it brings up a new widget. And then when you're in a widget, you do a one finger flick left or right to move inside a widget. Yeah, that's, uh, that's very cool. I mean, yeah. that, that's got to be the, one of the coolest things because I'll be honest, I thought immediately mm. that's not going to be accessible. So did I. Yeah, so did I. Because I, mean, I think, because I, I, I bought it on one of those phone plans where you pay the phone off with part of the plan over two or three years. Mm. And I thought, oh, God, I'm going to end up with this freaking front-facing brick screen that won't bloody work. And uh, and that was the first thing I tried. I went, quick, 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 I want to try the front screen. I went, oh, it works. Sort of happy dance and all that sort of stuff. So that's actually really cool. The other very, very cool thing is, uh, and this, it, this is something that you can set in settings under accessibility, is when you open the phone and you've got an incoming call, it'll actually answer the phone. And when you're on a phone call and you close the phone, it'll also hang up the phone call. Oh, joy. Joy. I know. It's something so basic that 
I know. That's um, brilliant, though. And I was talking to a, a friend of mine. She said, I loved those old flip phones, but I feel old when I mentioned it to people because you see people go, oh, no, you don't need those old-fashioned things. But she said there was something meaningful about opening up your flip phone and answering it and then closing it. And then, of course, the other option you've got is um, your power button becomes, you can set this on again, power button, button becomes your hang-up button as well, and the volume-up button becomes your answer button. And what's really cool is that you can imagine that when the phone's open, on the right-hand side at the top, you've got volume up and volume down. Well, when you close the phone, the software rotates those software buttons so that your volume up becomes volume down and your volume down becomes volume up. So effectively, you're using the volume up and down control button in the right orientation when you've got the phone closed. And that works really nicely. And the fingerprint sensor, I would have to say, is a lot faster than what it is on the iPhone 20 uh, sorry sd20 or the 22 it's lightning quick it just does not muck around as soon as you put your finger on it zap you've unlocked the phone wow i mean yeah samsung have done well with this and they've um they've really got this this nailed haven't they and, and the security nailed as well we should say because there were some questions about how samsung were able to do this with the touch id under the screen but they've they've managed to achieve it and achieve some good security as well that's right and setting the fingerprint sensor up and look i i tried to i mean i did set up the, the face id but we all want like face id on just android in general sometimes it sees you sometimes it don't doesn't but I, mm. I did set it up and it was easy to set up so was the fingerprint sensor um I didn't. I wasn't accusing anybody. Hey, like, lady, jeez, she's getting scrubbing even, even she's picking up on your mood today. She's uh, just no. picking up on it. She was like, I didn't do anything wrong, boss. Please don't beat me. Don't try me. That's because you've been shouting out website all day. But we'll let me tell people about <laughs> yes, that later. But yeah, exactly. you've not um, had a good day. I know you've not no, had a good day. Exactly. So, <laughs> so look, it's just a. It, I, I don't know what it is about the phone, but it's a. I, I think it's because it's like it's something new. It's a new bit of hardware. It, you know, it folds. It feels really good in your hand. It's small when it's folded up, so it really fits in your pocket very nicely. And then Samsung's always had these beautiful audio sounds. So like the the alarm tone, your notifications tone, um, your timer tone, your ring tone, all that sort of stuff. Absolutely beautiful tones in music. So. It's almost like you're sort of visiting with this sort of brand new special phone that almost nobody's ever heard of before. Uh, and the other thing that I made sure about is I did I checked in the manual, and apparently that fold in the middle, it's guaranteed for two hundred thousand folds, which is going to last you a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I must say, during the day when I'm using it, I tend to have the phone left open, and when it's fully open. It doesn't clip into place, but it stays in place. So, if I had the phone across my, you know, across my legs, so in the middle, if I was typing on my lap, it's not going to collapse in the middle. It's actually very sturdy because uh, when you fold it up, it does take a little bit of, not too much, but you you definitely know that when you start the movement process to fold it, you're definitely pulling against a bit of resistance to actually close the phone and i think that's a a really great thing too because it doesn't you know, like when you used to use those old folding keyboards in the middle if there wasn't any support mm. it just used to collapse well this one doesn't this is a really interesting piece of hardware isn't it because it's it's a new form factor in some ways um it's one of the first we've seen in the, well not the first because we saw the motorola mm. did this a couple yeah. of years ago yeah. um and others but i think samsung 
Samsung to me are a bit like the Apple of Android, if that makes any sense. You know, when Samsung do it, they do it well. Mm. And their products are good. Their quality is good. Um, except that one, you know, that once burst into flames. But look, just move that aside. Um, you know, those <laughs> days are over. They don't do that anymore. No, we've we've moved on. Yeah. But, you know, the, the quality of product is good. And I think yes. a lot of people are excited by this because, you know, I think we're all a bit fed up with the traditional smartphone. I think a lot of people who are on a- Apple phones like I am and you are as well to the most part, yeah. we're a bit bored of them. Yeah, we're bored. You know? Absolutely. I got, I got There's nothing bored. really new. I mean, this this new SE 2022 that I've got here mm. is basically, you know, when it delivered, yeah. uh, I, I called my friend and I said, my, my phone's arrived from 2014. <laughs> Yeah, it's which right. is basically what this is, right? Because it's a 6s <laughs> plus, really, or 6s in a new, yeah. in the same form factor. Yeah. Um, but it, it's interesting to see how this developed. Okay, so let's get to the nut and bolt then, mm. um, and and the real the, the key question I think a lot of yes. people have, uh, because top back mm-hmm. is always you know the question mark, right? How good is it? Is, is it any yep. use? Uh, we, I think we can move past that to some degree and say yes, of course, top back is good. But this this is slightly different because Samsung worked with Google on this. And this is, a, I believe, a newer style or type of talkback that's running in this device. Yeah, look, it's uh, I've, I've quite enjoyed it because really you, at the end of the day, if you don't want to use those, you know, the dreaded angle commands that everybody seems to dislike, which I personally love. Um, yeah, I don't mind them. Then you don't have to, they don't have to use them. But yeah, to me, you know, flicking up to the left for home, flicking down and to the left for um, the back function, flicking down to the right for talkback settings. I mean, when you start using them all the time, it really does make sense. And then I think it's uh, flick to the left and then up is notifications. But because I tend to use notifications by just dragging my finger down the screen, I don't have to worry about notifications too much that way. Um, the the rotor, and I, I don't know what... Um, actually Google calls this, but rather than doing a two-finger rotate, it's a three-finger flick left and right, which to me is a lot easier. So if I want to change between heading, links, controls, character, word, line, heading, it's three-finger flick left and right. And then when I'm on that setting, I can even do a, a you know a three-finger flick up or down or a one-finger flick up or down um, if I want to change it. So that works really, really nicely. I did turn off the vibration uh, that you can get with TalkBack because I found it a bit irritating. I did also turn off a little while for the sounds that TalkBack makes because they're a bit more clunky sounding. Um, so if you ever used the screen reader on a Fire TV tablet and you've got those very bongy type sounds, it's not as bad as that, but it's almost. So I turned them off and that made me feel like I was actually driving the phone a lot faster because I wasn't getting vibrations. I wasn't getting bongs and clicks and carrying on. So that worked really well. Um, I've been able to, so all the apps that I use on a daily basis uh, for work, I, I can use all of them. So my my trip view thing for transport, my Outlook for email and my calendar, my other email program I use for Gmail, um, my Twitter feed, Audible, Kindle, all the apps I use on a, on a regular daily basis, they all work perfectly well with um, with TalkBack. So there's nothing that TalkBack can't do so far, um, except one little irritating thing, which is inside the Twitter app. I can't activate links inside a tweet, um, which is a little bit on the irritating side because I, I use Twitter all the time. 
Um, but I can, you know, I can favorite tweets, I can quote tweets, tweet tweets, I can retweet tweets, and so on. So that's all good. Can you, is, is that an app thing though, or is that? A I, think, I think it's a well, I think it's an app thing because I don't know whether the hyperlinks or the code's been exposed to accessibility functions in in the phone. So because when I even try and go up. You know, you double tap on it and it says HTTP, HTTP, so it doesn't work. So you go, okay, I'll, I'll change it to links. You flick up and down and it still doesn't find the links. So I just think mm. it's, an, it's an app. I don't think Twitter's put enough work into making their Android client version um, 100% accessible. They do on iOS because on iOS, of course, you've got that actions menu where you've got, you know, like and favorite and all that sort of stuff and the links and so on. There's none of that on, on the uh, the Android Twitter version of the actual app. Uh, so that works really well. The the one thing that that I got a bit confused about, and I think that's something that Google does need to work on, and this is a, definitely a talkback on the Google issue, is when you have audio ducking turned on, so for people that don't know what that is, when you have audio playing and you've got audio ducking turned on, the music that you're listening to ducks under the speech. So when the screen reader is talking, you can still hear it. If you've got that turned on in TalkBack on this very fast Samsung phone, it will actually stop the audio playing. TalkBack says what it needs to say, and then the, the audio will restart, which I think is absolutely appalling. Because there's enough processing mm. power in the phone to be able to keep yeah, that going in the it. background. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I just thought, what the hell's going on? This is a Z3 flip. This is not little some dog's body Android no-name phone from 1984 or something. <laughs> so, yeah, it's not an iPhone SE. No, it's not an iPhone SE. <laughs> no, it's not. Good God, guys. Um, I can't believe I'm slagging off an iPhone SE. I know. What's going, what's happened really to well the today, I know. Yeah. So, look, that, that was really disappointing. And I thought, you know what? I don't, I don't really use audio ducking anyway, so I'm like, who cares? And the only other one that stood out for me was and again it's almost like a folk info a focus issue is you know on ios when you touch the on-screen keyboard it, it'll directly say t or d or whatever you touch on the keyboard mm. this one and i've tried the both with the samsung software keyboard and the gboard gmail keyboard uh, so google keyboard and there's a delay so sometimes it works straight away sometimes it'll be up to a half a second or sometimes if I drag my finger between V and B, or I'm going across U, U I, and O and P, you, you sort of, you starts doing the U properly, gets to the I, has a big pause, and then you might get to the O and P that way. So that's, that's really disturbing. So what I've ended up doing is because the, the power button is also my Bixby button. So when I hold it in, I can launch Bixby. And when you're in edit field, of course, when you hold that button, it becomes voice dictation. So what I've done now is rather than getting very irritated by talk back and the, the software keyboards, I either use voice dictation or I switch the keyboard over to Braille screen input and that works beautifully. So it's almost like when you touch the on-screen keyboard, the, the UI is going, oh, hang on a minute. We've gone from the main system screen to the app screen. Now we've got a new object on the screen called the keyboard. And now you've got the focus inside this on an object character inside the keyboard. So you must feel like the, the software is doing too much work behind the scenes. Uh, so that that just... always feels the case with Android, isn't it? Because you, you feel like it's constantly trying to keep up with itself. Not, not necessarily that's a bad thing, but that it has to, in a way, 
deal with all this third party stuff which you know you can get do a bit of that with the iphone of course but you know ultimately there's a lot more of that potential which is a which is part of the reason a lot of people love android mm. is that customization but there are trade-offs yeah and the other thing that i found remarkable and this i only discovered this and i've been playing with android on and off for i don't know eight nine years or something is uh, on ios you've got this thing of voice over you've got containers which when you're in the router, it takes you to different areas of the screen, like your dock, your main screen, status menu, whatever else it might be. TalkBack's got exactly the same thing, except they call it Windows. So your, your system GUI or your system UI window is your main home screen. Then you've got your status menu. And then you've got your dock or your navigation menu down the bottom. And I must say, compared to teaching somebody how to do a one finger flick up from the bottom, wait for the vibration, go up a little bit for the home button, a little bit further for the app switcher and blah, 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 with voiceover, because you've always got the home, back and recents button down the bottom on the software dock, if you like. Um, plus you've got an icon there that you can put on the Samsung, which is your apps icon, take the apps. It makes using the phone a lot easier because I can just jump into any any application I like and I know if I always go down to the bottom I've got my back button my home button my recent button and the recent button to me is lovely because I can then just you know pop it up I get a whole list of my apps I can close all the apps with one control hey Apple about time you did that um, or you can just flick between the ones that you want to use from, from the most recent to the oldest and off you go again so that makes the phone really nice. So what I'm starting to sort of work out is that from a navigation point of view, it's absolutely fantastic. I'm not convinced on content generation yet, um, i.e. using the software keyboard. So when I mentioned I was using voice dictation or the violin input keyboard, when I want to type something in an email or something like that, um, I tend to plug in a USB-C keyboard and, and, and do it that way. And that works beautifully. So that's that's actually very nice because the the up and down arrow and the the left and right and everything else works beautifully. And on the and you, you could use you could use the Hebel one. You could use a QWERTY keyboard. You could use correct um, uh, any kind of Braille display. Or, you yep. know, lots of options with it. Yep. And and God forbid, and now this is the, and you can't do this on the iPhone. You can on the iPad. You can switch between running applications on your smartphone by using the, the physical keyboard. So, oh. you know, that's something that uh, Apple stops you doing it on, on an iPhone. You can only do it on an iPad, but you can do it on a smartphone, Samsung phone. Um, so, you know, there's absolutely no reason why you can't do that. And that works really nicely. Um, and for people that love Audible, um, we all know at the moment with the iOS version of Audible, it doesn't scroll well for your list of through your books um, in your library. Now, like me, if you've got 1,100 books to scroll through, you don't want to have it slowing down every sort of three or four books and refocusing. This one just works beautifully. So you just bring the, the library up, flick through it, row it, one finger, double tap on the book you want to pray and, and hey, play and hey, presto, start listening to it. It sounds like you're quite taken by this. I am. I, I'm really having an enjoyable time. Um, and even when, the, you know, God forbid me, because I've got a lot of people saying, you know, one thing I've always don't like about the iPhone is where you've got to do this blasted two-finger double tap to answer a call and hang up. And when I mention what you can do in general with the hardware keyboard and Android anyway, or the coolness of opening the, the flip up to answer and close it to hang up, 
people get really excited. And yes, by the way, if you're wondering, your two-finger magic double tap will answer an incoming call and yes, it will hang up. And the other thing that Google's fixed, and this might have been fixed for a long time, back about seven or eight years ago, when you're using TalkBack, the audio used to go straight through the phone call, into the phone call. So somebody could actually hear the fact you're using a screen reader. That doesn't happen anymore. Uh, so that works very nicely. And I've just been... Is it still quite as... Is it still quite as verbose as it used to be? Because I remember no. when I used to make calls on it, it used to, it used to spend like, you know, especially if you didn't have the number saved, right? You mm. would have the number, and it would start reading out the oh seven one three, mm. and it just wouldn't. Sh I'm like, could you just shut up? <laughs> no. It just would not stop talking. Yeah, no, it's fine now. No, it's fine. There's the, there's none of that, and of course you can change your verbosity options in um. Mm in the talkback settings. Remember, this is an Android device. So when you don't have any headphones plugged in, because remember, this doesn't have a 3.5 mil headphone jack, which I still go on about, um, the actual password, whether password field or your keyboard pin number field won't talk because it just says bullet, bullet, bullet. You only get those characters spoken out if you plug in your headphones or you go into your talkback settings and say, speak passwords. Because that caught me out originally because I didn't have any Bluetooth stuff connected. So of course, when I was trying to set up my Gmail account, it, trying to actually retype in something, just going bullet, 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 bullet when you're typing, it's not very helpful because even the keyboard, Stephen, it doesn't actually say the numbers. Even the keyboard reads out as bullet, bullet, bullet. So mm. you can't tell what query characters you're typing or the or the actual numbers you're doing in unless you go, okay, so the first bullet on the left-hand side at the top row is one, second one's two, third one's three, I'll double tap on three, and then if I want to get to five, I'll go to the middle bullet, um, hopefully above the, the first row. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the trick is please use headphones when you're actually setting up these phones, particularly when you're putting in passwords. I didn't know that. That, that's, that is a really important tip. I did not know that if you plugged headphones in, Mm. It would start speaking. Correct. The passwords. Is that, yep. is that the case with the iPhone as well, or no? Uh, yes, that's either. So the whether you've got whether you've got headphones plugged in or not, the the iPhone will just go happily go seven two seven one for your PIN yeah. number, or you know DJW four seven two four one or something weird like that. Which, by the way, is not my password. Yeah. Um, no. So yeah, we'll be so, trying it, but yeah. But so I can appreciate the fact that they're trying to be security conscious, but it's like, my God, guys. I, if I need to set up my phone, I don't need you to start going, like, why not have a setup process that says, okay, we've just realized you're setting up your phone. We're temporarily going to turn on password keyboard echo. And then once the phone's set up, we'll turn it off again. And if you want it back on again, you can go into TalkBack and turn it back on again if you want to. It does It does seem that there's a lot more going on these days in the world of TalkBack and Android than, you know, perhaps we've... Because, I mean, a lot of us are unaware of it because... You know, I've been using an iPhone for a long time. You have too. Mm. And it's interesting. I'm hearing more and more people, especially this year, I'm hearing people who are hard Apple fanboys mm. and girls to some degree, but but certainly the guys I talk to, um, they are very much of the, you know, it's Apple. Th I am Apple through and through. Cut me in half. I have pips inside me. <laughs> um, yeah. But I don't know. I think there's a bit of a change going on. And some of those people are saying, you know what? I've been flirting with Android for years. She's the mistress that, you know, she keeps on giving, but then mm -hmm. we, you know, we always yep. go back to the wife. Yep. And, um, <laughs> and <laughs> terrible I'll, remember, I'll remember that one. I'll remember that quite shall I? <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but that's the thing, right? You kind of think, well, you know, I flutter around with it. It's mm. kind of cool. It's different. So that's what we like about it. Mm. But then we kind of go back to what we're comfortable with and what we're happy with. But actually, I, I'm seeing a bit of a sea change here. I'm seeing yeah. people finding that this is now... 
genuinely a viable option. It's no longer just a... It's a viable option for people who are starting out. Yeah, 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 whatever. Mm. Actually, you know what? I'd be tempted to get one of these. And I was thinking about getting one before you mentioned you were getting yours. Mm. And I've been holding on to hear your views. And I'm really, really intrigued. Yeah, no, look, it's a lovely phone. It is very quick. I mean, let's put aside the the software keyboard because that's just a, a thing that hopefully will get improved. But overall... You know, if somebody said, you know, will I give this phone, how many out of 10 as a great phone? I'd give it a 10. For accessibility out of 10, I'd probably say nine just because of the few little nitty-gritty things like the audio ducking. But when you go and look in the accessibility options in the, the Google system, there are so many options in there. Like there's about, I think there's about sort of maybe seven main categories with God knows how many subcategories under each one. And it's about as extensive as what you would find in uh, the iPhone accessibility settings. And of course, being Android, and again, iPhone doesn't let you do this, you can assign whatever you want to to those buttons on the side. So, you know, your volume and volume down together turns on and off talk back. Um, I've got mine set so that if I press the, the power button and volume up, it launches the voice assistant so I can control the phone via my voice. If I double tap on the Bixby button, I can have it launch any application that I've associated with the double press of that button. Um, if I one finger double tap and hold on the home software button down the bottom, again, I can launch, you know, the Amazon Alexa, the Google OK, whatever else I like. It's just so flexible. And I even haven't even started talking about launches yet. So things like, you know, your custom ones like Synaptic or Voxmate, and then you've got the Microsoft one and all the other low vision ones that you can also use. It's just an incredibly flexible hardware and software system. Wow. Okay. Right. So that's the phone. Now let's talk about the watch because right. I'm I'm going to guess, right? I'm going to put my, <laughs> my, uh, my here's my thought. That's, mm. here's right. The phone you've been blown away by to yes. some degree. You yes. were not expecting it to be quite as good as it was. You've, mm. you've um, it's, it's surpassed some of your expectations. Yep. Um, I'm going to guess the watch didn't. No, could, that's correct. It didn't, which I thought was... And let's, let's give some background here, right? Because, look, mm. I mean, Samsung, uh, they're not the first, obviously. You know, this is a Google Wear. Well, it mm. was a Google Wear OS watch yep. um, for many years. And uh, Samsung, actually, it was Tizen yes. that was their uh, operating system, yep. which I think did have some accessibility in it from memory, but it was all a bit sluggish and slow. Mm. Um, but then there was this new Google. Now, is it Wear OS... It's Wear OS. This, it's Wear OS, yeah. Is it just Wear OS now? Yeah. Right, okay. Yep. So that's the software that's now powering it. Google and Samsung again working together on this. And um, that's the one you find. And you, you find this in other watches as well. There's other smart watches hmm. from like Fossil. Um, in fact, you can, you, you can buy some really high-end ones. I was looking at, is it Tag Heuer, I think is the okay. name? I always say it really weird. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's. Uh, I remember when it, my wife and I were on the cruise ship, we were having a look at this watch and the guys try to sell us it. You know, it's like, oh yeah, you won't get this on land. And I'm like, yeah, I'll get it on Amazon <laughs> half price when I get home, pal. Don't don't try that garbage on me. But it was a gorgeous watch, don't get me wrong. And I just thought, you know what, I would buy this tomorrow because it is a beautiful it was a beautiful watch. But it's running the Android software. I'm I don't think it's gonna be that great. And you don't want to invest thousands of of pounds mm. in a device that you know you may just only get to scratch the surface off, and it wouldn't certainly work very well with iOS. Yeah. It would work there, more it's a, with Android. A funny, there's a funny story because uh, the Google, sorry, the Galaxy Watch Three, which is the one I've got before, which had the the tires and thing running. If you ran Voice Assistant, um, which is the screen reader from 
uh, Samsung that they got rid of on the, the phones, um, that wouldn't allow you to run any other apps that Samsung deemed not accessible. So that was one issue. And then if you ran any sort of third-party apps that if you try to get by it using Bixby, it would sort of run, but basically quite help you. So the main apps of the phone were accessible, but the one thing that was very cute on the Galaxy 3, which is no longer available on the Galaxy 4, was because you've got that, um, in the Classic 4, you've got that bezel on the outside. So you could actually turn this bezel like a safe lock um, wheel. So you think, oh, I'll just spin, I'll spin it around to one and then I'll rotate it back to five and I'll spin it back to two. So you were, you know, you're actually entering your pin number in via the bezel and that was really cool. But of course, when Android Wear came around, they went, oh no, we're gonna, not going to have any of that sort of nonsense. The, the bezel now just effectively scrolls you left and right. So like your two finger left and right flick with your fingers using talkback. So that was really disappointing. Um, can I just say probably overall <clears throat> with, the, with the, the watch, if you did not know any better in comparing it to the Apple Watch, you would probably think it's okay because it does read out your main items. So when you, when you weight the watch up and you stick your pin number in, or you just wake it up without a pin number, it will read out your notifications, your time and the date, your battery level, and then again, like the, the 1.9 inch screen on the, the Z3 Flip, you've got all these widgets that you can choose from. Uh, so, you know, well, your, your daily health stuff, your heartbeat, your steps, your blood pressure monitor, your blood pressure, oxygen level, your heart rate, your step count, um, ECG, all that sort of cool stuff. So they're all there via widgets. And then when you're sort of on that main sort of home app screen, you can do a, a gesture to, to flick up and that'll take you into the app screen. And all the built-in apps, of course, work beautifully because you are using Android Wear slash TalkBack. And by the way, all the commands available on the on the Samsung phone <clears throat> are also available on TalkBack. So you're also available on the, on the watch. So you one finger flick down, one finger flick up, left and right, two finger flick left and right, even the angle gestures. And mind you, this is a 42 millimeter diagonal uh, circumference phone you can also do those commands in it here's the question how responsive is this compared to the previous generations i tried which were quite sluggish which immediately put me off yes um it's still sluggish <laughs> right look it's not it's not horrendously sluggish um is it like the apple watching a bad day Yes, it is like it's like an S3. So if you can imagine the sluggish of, of an S3. So I always used to test this by doing if I could flick and then get my finger to come off the watch face and touch my wrist before it spoke, then that's how slow it is. And I'm doing that right. fairly quick, by the way, I'm doing flick, move my finger, touch my touch my wrist. Now, there's no way I can do that on the S6 or the S7. But on the Galaxy Watch, I can. I can actually have enough time to flick, take my finger off, and just touch my wrist on the on the side of the watch. So it is sluggish. Um, and I've also again turned the vibrations and and the clicks off because it it just felt like I was almost like pushing the screen with it to talk because I'd go I'd flick and it'd go tick vibrate speak and it's like <laughs> well if i turn if i turn off the the tick and the vibrate it'll just speak faster which it probably really doesn't psychologically but it makes me feel better um and look it's not i wouldn't say it's disastrously slow it's certainly still usable but because when i'm testing this stuff i've literally got my 
my Apple Watch on my right wrist and my iPhone in my right pocket. And the left hand side, I'm I'm wearing my under the S3. Sorry, I'm wearing the the, the Galaxy Watch on my wrist and the Z3 flips in my pocket. So I can very quickly compare apples to apples and oranges to oranges and that sort of stuff. So so I go, oh, let me check how the heartbeat works flicking around on the on the Apple Watch. Do the same thing on the on the actual Galaxy and you can notice a difference. So what I'm going to do when I sit down and do the podcast eventually on both of these, the watch and the phone, but more particularly the watch, it's very evident to see that, you know, like, like we said, TalkBack seems to be doing a lot of work behind the scenes on Android on the phone to some extent. It's even worse on the watch. You almost get the feeling that the watch is almost not capable of driving a screen reader over the top of the operating system, the application you're running, let alone having this thing having to read out to you all the time. And I'm pretty sure still this thing doesn't support um, uh, browser displays. But the really cool little feature, which I do like, which is on the Galaxy 3, is the default watch face when the watch is on, so when you're using it, if you hold it up to your ear, you can hear this very quiet like a good old fashioned watch click. So that's a, a nice little, lovely little sound. Um, and I must say, find my phone. So from the watch to the phone and then find my watch from the phone back to the watch works absolutely beautifully. So all that sort of stuff works extremely nicely. Um, I'd say, the only difference you'd want to get a bezel watch classic over the standard Galaxy Watch 4 if you didn't like the two finger scroll left and right with talkback, because that seems to be the only thing that the bezel is actually good for, except for one function. If you get an incoming phone call and you spin your bezel to the right, it'll actually answer the phone call. And I thought, oh, that's pretty good. So hopefully, you know, maybe if you spin the bezel to the left, it'll hang up. But no, you've got to do your two finger normal magic double tap with TalkBack to hang it up. But look, I, it's like I said, it's still usable. I can still I can still check my sleep. I can still check my heartbeat. I can still check all my um, exercise stuff. I can check the weather on, on the widgets. I can check all my notifications coming off my Z3 Flip. All that sort of stuff works beautifully. The only thing that happened this afternoon when I was, I was doing some boxing and sparring exercise stuff like I do outside, Every time my glove touched the top of the Samsung watch, it kept going off. But on my mm. Apple Watch, when the glove touched the Apple Watch, the Apple Watch thought, well, that's not a gesture. I'll just ignore that. So because um, the, the guy that my personal trainer that I've got, he said, is that a really old fashioned Galaxy watch type thing you've got? Because it doesn't seem to be very good like the other one. It keeps talking all the time. I went, what do you mean? It's only about six months old, you rat bag. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, look, I mean, it sounds, it does sound like there's a lot of work to do. And I wonder if part of that is because they don't have the community using it yet. So we're not getting the level of feedback. I mean, if that was an Apple Watch, for example, you'd be getting a lot of feedback from people. Oh, look, um, absolutely. There's not a lot of people, I think, using this. Yeah. If, if, if I was an Apple Watch, if this was a new Apple Watch, I would be outraged. It's like, yeah. what the hell have you done, Apple? I've got, I've got to be here and be productive. I've got to be efficient. I don't want to wait an extra, I don't know, four-tenths of a second for the goddamn watch to start talking to me. So that that's really disappointing. So, yeah, look, if, if you're in the Android Wear or the, the Google universe and you wanted a smartwatch, I would certainly recommend it. But there's no, if you're an Apple user, 
and you can use Galaxy watches on your on your iPhone, I would definitely say do not waste your money because the Apple Watch, you know, if we get back to the old scoring routine, so I said nine out of ten for the phone, I reckon mm. this maybe would just scramble over six, and that's me being generous. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah which is really I, I think we're a long way off. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if you've got an iPhone, you're not going to buy. It. A Galaxy Watch. I know people no. can, but you know, just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right? And <laughs> yeah, that's right. Why would you? That's right. I mean, it's a different operating system. It's a different way of doing things. You're not going to get a lot of the functions over. So Correct. it's not about exactly. one versus the other. It's just no. that what what is best to work with the device. If I've got a Samsung phone, I'm going to look at a Galaxy Watch mm. without a shadow of a doubt. Um, I'm not sure. I'm probably more on the fence about the watch mm. after talking to you than I am about the phone. The phone certainly seems very intriguing, but the the watch, yeah, it does sound like there's a long way to go. But in saying that, part of me wants to get one so that you and I can just continually email Google and tell them what's wrong. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, I because because I think they need that. I think, they but do. I think they want that. I think they want to know what's going on, and they probably don't hear from a lot of us in the community. Who, because, you know, it's like I said at the top, mm. somebody has to buy this stuff. Somebody's got to be using it. That's right. And, you know, lots of people will buy these watches because, I mean, and for a sighted user, mm. these will be great devices. These oh, they be look, brilliant watches. Yeah, and they, they actually look so beautiful. I mean, my, my wife yeah. said, gee, that looks a lot nicer than the boring, you know, squarish Apple Watch. <laughs> yeah, because it's round. People, yeah. you know, I, I still like a round watch. I know mm. I like the choice of, of style. That, that, this is, again, the thing about Android generally is that, you know, you can get so much more choice overall on a lot of different things. I mean, like I said before, that watch, if I could get the, the guarantee that the accessibility was going to be as good I'd be buying that tag watch because it was gorgeous, you know, ceramic and yep. blue and oh, beautiful, exactly. gorgeous. Uh, but you know, it's just it's not functional. No, and look, the fact that it's got the old-fashioned pins on the side, which I know is a normal watch one, but I, I like the fact that I can slip off the bands on my Apple Watch. And very mm. weirdly, with using the talkback gesture, so you know, flicking left and right, one finger double tap is fine. If I'll get it on, on an issue in a minute. You almost feel like when you're doing the one finger flick down and you know to the left and flick up and to the right and so on. There's almost like this, almost like a user interface issue between the watch deciding whether you're doing a quote normal gesture or whether you're doing an accessibility gesture, i.e. talkback. Because I noticed I've got to do the talkback gestures fairly quick because if I slow down at all my talkback gesture turns into an, a watch gesture. So the watch thinks I'm just trying to scroll or scrub or do something on the screen. Mm. Um, and the, when I mentioned the, the one finger flick left and right and double tap, flick left and right are fine. One finger double tap sometimes is, there's some applications in iOS where you've, the, the focus doesn't get exposed properly. So the, the screen reader might say you're on the OK button, but visually, you're, there's no focus on that button, even though the screen reader says you are. And that right. sometimes happens. So what I find I've got to do on the Galaxy Watch is I've got to physically drag my finger around the screen to put focus on, say, the OK button or the cancel button or whatever, and then do a one-finger double tap, and then it works. But if I flick to it, with one finger flick left to right, and then one finger double tap, for some odd reason, the focus is always not there. So I can still get around it, but there's just that. Well, little... See, I used to find that with old Android as well. I used to have this issue with focus where, you know, and I also felt sometimes like the phone I once described it as like uh, my finger was on an ice skating rink because, you know, it, it, no matter what you touched, it would just activate very quickly. So, oh, and suddenly something else was activated. Mm. 
you didn't mean to touch. It was almost so sensitive. Yeah, and look, there's also a bit of a, I'd say there's a bit of a UI conflict too, because what you can also do on the, oh, sorry, this is on the watch, just want to go back to the phone briefly. When I mentioned the navigation down the bottom, so down the bottom, you can also put another icon on your navigation screen called the accessibility button to get, it's like assistant um, with, you know, a software button sort of volume, volume down. The problem is if you put that on the, the navigation part in the bottom, when the when the switch keyboard pops up for the software keyboard, it gets hidden under that control. So you can't use that. Um, oh. And there's little things like that that still happen on the watch. And sometimes I swear there must be some sort of pop-up happening on the screen of the watch that I can't get access to. So um, mm. I've started keeping notes and I'm going to start emailing uh, Google just to give them some feedback. Well, that's the key. That is the key. That's the only way these things will be resolved because we need to feedback. And, uh, you know, if you're using one of these things and you are coming up against challenges, then, and, and you know, the great thing is you're going to do this. And, and you know, I think that's, that is going to be a big, big, um, a big part of the solution to this. And, and also it saves me doing it, which is great. Well, um, exactly. Thanks, well, exactly. When somebody, somebody might as well do it. But look, you know, what? I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. I mean, put it this way: I'm glad I've got it because now I'm using Talkback, so I can use any application. Like I can use Spotify, I can mm. use any app I can get from the Play Store I like. I mean, yes, some apps that just say you know untitled button and blah blah blah. Spotify works beautifully, um, and there's other apps that I've tried. You know, including my Dyson app and my TripView one on the watch. They work work fine outlook doesn't work unfortunately from microsoft um but you know the fact that i'm using a screen reader which is the same screen reader i'm using my on my on my samsung phone i think should go a long way to say to google look you know guys you've got a you've done a brilliant job on the on the the android phones type side of things now you've got to bring up the accessibility make it much better on the watch now so here's the ultimate question would you make the switch could you give up the iphone and rely entirely would you make that move? No. Okay. Uh, for a couple. So, so after all, I was going to say, so what? Yeah, why? <laughs> after all, after uh, all, you've just said. Yes. Why? Okay. So there's quite a few reasons. So, um, if anybody's used Bixby before, because you can't change that button on the side to anything other than Bixby, and if you ever had the pleasure of using Bixby, you know it's a horrible voice system that needs to be, you know, towed out at gunfire at night time and sunk in a very deep oceanic trench somewhere. Um, so it's, it's down there beside Cortana. That's it. Yeah, it's right there. They can they can talk to each other in the pits of hell. Into somewhere. the same ditch. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that's number one. Number two is it doesn't fully support. Um, well, at least the, I mean the the Galaxy Watch doesn't, but the, I, I don't get full Braille display support. And because I've got to support clients all the time in Braille, even though and it might come up several times a year, I've got to do that. And then one of my favourite functions with Voiceover that this does not have is the handwriting mode. So when I add, when I've added handwriting mode to the radio and I flick around to it, if I want to get to my ABC Listen app for ABC Radio in Australia, I just flick around to um, handwrite and write, start printing ABC, flick once down the list, double tap and hey presto, I'm using my app. So the handwriting mode that VoiceOver offers is great. The voice control, that voiceover and the iPhone offer is probably still about five to cent, five to ten percent, a little bit better. So on on the iPhone, I can say open Audible, press play. On the on the i on the the Z3, I can say open Audible, no problem. 
but then I can't say press play and it must be because the play buttons, I don't know, it's not in focus or something weird's happening. So that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a horrible one. Um, sometimes the phone for no apparent reason, I think it's because I've, you know, I, I should give the phone a chew. I think I had 50 apps running. None, I'm not pretty sure they're not always active at the time, same time, but I was probably pushing the phone a little bit because all of a sudden the phone stopped talking to me. So it sort of went into night, 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 night mode. And then it came back about two seconds later. And the other really weird thing, and I don't know, and I'm probably missing this function. Um, you can't mute the screen reader. You can turn the screen reader off, but you can't mute your speech. So when you're running a, an application like Blind Drive or Synaptic Launcher or whatever else it might be, there's no function just to mute the speech. You've actually got to physically, you know, hold down volume up and down and turn off talkback. There's no sort of interim thing where you might just want to turn off the speech, particularly if you are using a Braille display, because yes, you still want to use TalkBack and BrailleBack, which is the other thing that annoys me. Why can't BrailleBack be part of TalkBack? Why is it a separate application? But the fact there's no you know mute speech function is really, really irritating. So they're probably most of the things why I probably wouldn't fully switch over. And of course, seeing AI app and uh, Soundscape are still not available for Android yet. Which, you know, I mean, Microsoft could have ported by now, and we don't know why they haven't. Uh, but you do get the wonderful Google Lookout app, which is a brilliant app. Now, must, can I say that works beautifully? I'm really impressed with Lookout. Yeah, because, that's a great app. Yeah, and look, I, I'm a bit over sort of object recognition apps. I mean, yes, it's a tin of can baked beans, or <laughs> there's a car in your driveway. It's like, geez, big, big friggin' deal. But the, the text function, the text function. So the car's not was, in the driveway. That's when you got to worry. Yeah, that's yeah. What is that? Well, very weirdly, it actually thinks my. Um, I think one of the apps. I can't remember what it was on the iPhone. Recommend that my wife's red Subaru Forester was an actual bus. So maybe it just looked at the back of the car and went, "Oh, that's obviously a bus." So that was a bit weird. Like, oh, there's a bus parked in your carport. How does that work? Um, so yeah, no. So look at the text function works really nicely. I'm very impressed. So. But there's just those little things that apps I still use all the time. Um, the focus issues sometimes with TalkBack. Uh, I mean, if I didn't, it, it gets back to that thing. If I didn't know any better, I could probably be quite happy with Android. Um, but it'd be because I do know better. But look, if, if my iPhone blew up tomorrow, and at the moment we're spending lots of money renovating my house, I would not rush out and buy an iPhone straight away, which I probably would, would have done about three or four years ago. Mm. Um, and the same for my Apple Watch. If my two Apple Watches decided to die, then I'd quite happily keep using my, my Galaxy Watch. So I, I, I feel like I'm actually in, in a good spot where I've got I don't need to rush out and replace my, you know, my golden standard stuff because the stuff that I've got is sort of, you know, the phone is sort of more than silver rated. It's getting close to gold. Um, the Galaxy Watch is probably at third place about bronze, but it's still usable. So it's still, it still does the race. It just doesn't go as well as um, first and second place. Well, I'm very, very impressed by what you said about the phone. That's for sure. The watch, yeah, we'll just park that for the moment. But um hmm. I think it's a really interesting time for Android, and I think people coming to the market today have got a lot of choice. And um, it sounds like if you're, you're getting on the journey um, and you decide to go down the Android route, uh, certainly Samsung is a good place to start. I mean, obviously there are other manufacturers that mm. do perfectly good devices. Um, yep. My first my first experience of Android was in a Motorola, and uh, I loved it. 
Mm. Actually, that was a great little phone. It was a G5, I think it was at the time. And it was a really cool little phone. And, and you know, I, I don't know, sometimes the simplicity and the lack of function and the lack of spark makes the whole experience better, as long as it's got some power in it. Um, that's often the key, whereas sometimes these, these mm. fancy devices tend to have so much bloat on top of them that it makes the, the whole thing feel a bit more sluggish overall, even though it should feel faster. And we have to remember mm. that we are adding that layer of complexity onto it with something mm. like TalkBack. And that's the same on the iPhone with VoiceOver. No difference at all. It's just yeah. that yeah. we seem to be at a different place with both. Um, but certainly Android uh, kicking up the rear for sure uh, and doing well. Mm. Um, very interesting. And you're going to do a full review of this on your IC podcast, aren't you? You're going to do a full yes. breakdown of this. Y yes, I am. Yeah, so I'll, I'll, I'll do separate ones. So I'll do one on the, the, the Z3 Flip because I'm very excited about that one. And I'll do a... I think the Galaxy One will. I think it's just going to have to be a straight comparison between the watch, the Apple Watch, and the and the Galaxy Watch because I don't need to do a, a comparison between the Z3 Flip and the iPhone because it's so damn good anyway. But I'm I'm going to do a comparison between the Apple Watch and the Galaxy Watch, and I think that's where you'll really see where you know the Galaxy Watch tries its best, but it's definitely nowhere near where the Apple Watch. This watch really. I mean, even when the, the S0 came out, you know, back in 2015, even that watch does better than this one, the Galaxy Watch in 2022. So, you know, that's the type of sluggishness that I'm talking about. Wow. If you thought the S0 was sluggish, this one's actually worse. Jeez, that doesn't say much. No. <laughs> that does not say much. Wow. There's a bombshell to end on. Uh, yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. David, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, I know it's late at night there, so thanks for doing this. And... Um, yeah, and you know, I hope you feel better because now you had a bit of a website day today. Um, what you want to do? I did. I had a, I, can, I had you a very... hit, can you hit a website? Is that possible? Oh, look, I had my 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 personal trainer said my sparring and boxing was very good this afternoon because <laughs> I think I was channeling you know web accessibility into the into the uh, the boxing wave master punching bag thing, and uh, so and that was a really good training session this afternoon. So yeah, I, I got very grumpy on Twitter. Um, but no, I'm, I'm, I'm more calm again. So I'm going to go back. You, and you got grumpy play. on Twitter. I have to say this is very unusual. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. I know I never get irritated on Twitter. I know what you're talking no, about. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, sorry, because I think that's basically how Twitter works. I think it's in the terms and conditions. If you're not shouting at someone, you're doing it wrong. No, no, no I'll just leave you with my classic comment from, I asked somebody for help today. I said, is my screen, my screen doesn't seem to be, there's no sound on my screen. The person went, yep, there's no sound. I went, oh, what I really meant to say was because I've got no sound, can you help me get my sound back? <laughs> <laughs> I want it back. Yeah. I I, this, this is not the optimal condition. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, David, thanks a lot for coming on. Don't forget you can catch David on the IC podcast and you can also catch his uh, Talking Tech radio show on Vision Australia Radio, which is also available as a podcast. David, as always, thank you for your time. That's okay. No worries. If you want even more Blind Guy in your life, visit blindguytalkstech.com for previous episodes. Find us on your podcast apps or ask Lady A or Lady G to play Blind Guy Talks Tech Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Catch you tomorrow.